Are you okay with different? Say yes. Of course. All right. Don't say it too loud. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, we don't like that boring time when you just preach. All right. So uh, a little bit different this morning. Um, we are, um, we don't need that. Did you say you needed that? No, we don't need chairs. that. No, chairs. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's okay, Mark. So you got this? You're good. All right. So um, he's going to figure this out. But we are going to do something a little bit uh, different this morning. Um, because God is doing, has, let me say, God is doing and it has done something in the midst of TSM. And, uh, and we, we had a really, really cool um, Wednesday night. Um, and Wednesday night was uh, kind of testimony night for uh, the Mobile trip. And honestly, my plan was we'll let, we'll let Guatemala take the main stage on a Sunday. And then we'll let TSM, they'll do theirs for Mobile Mission Fuge on a Wednesday night. Uh, but then when I heard what happened on Wednesday night, and by the way, Mark just totally took a little bit of your fire. I know. Are you, you're mad, aren't you? I'd be really angry. Okay, gotcha. All right. Um, but turn your mic on. Have you turned your mic on oh. yet? If we're going to talk back and forth, we got to. You got it? Is he on? Is he good? Oh, uh, okay. I got you. All right. Okay. So, um. But so they, sh- they they shared on Wednesday night what happened in Mobile. Uh, then God did some really cool things um, there. And so this we- this Sunday, really what I want to do is just highlight TSM because TSM, which is our Temple Student Ministries, uh, is what happens on Wednesday night. And sometimes what can happen is uh, either on the the student side or even on the adult side is that happens on Wednesday night, and that's not like basically that. Okay, that happens on Wednesday night. That doesn't include the whole entire church. But TSM is as much a part of our church as anything else. Say amen. amen. It is. It is. And, and really what's cool about this is we have, um, we have teenagers um, that, first of all, are stepping out in their faith. We have teenagers that are getting saved. We have teenagers that are, are, are being called, and we'll get to that in just a minute, okay? See, I'm trying to take your fire again. Right. Gotcha. Um, like, God is doing some stuff in the midst of, teenage, of, the, of the student ministry, and so because of that, um, I, I want y'all to be a part of it because I really feel like what God is doing in the student ministry, that they're leading the way, and we're kind of catching up, all right? And so I think we can learn a lot from today. Uh, so, um, and also, they, the people that went to Guatemala, they went on mission, but the, these teenagers went to, to Mission in Mobile, and, and Mission in Mobile is just as important as Guatemala. Say amen. amen. Okay, so if we're going to give Guatemala a Sunday, I think we should give Mobile a Sunday as well. All right? So this time I want to invite everybody who came to uh, Mission Fusion Mobile. They love this right now. They're loving this. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Give them a hand. Come on while they're coming up. Find you a spot. Find you a spot. Find your spot. There you go. Look at that. They, they love this. They love this, by the way. Uh, and Cameron and I are going to kind of tag team this up a little bit. Um, so I guess, well, let, let's sit. You want to sit? One, two, three, let's sit. One, two, three. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I had to give myself some time to get down there. Um, all right. So uh, I, I, I had the privilege of taking um, uh, this group, and this is not all of them. We're missing two of them. All right. One, two, three, four, five. Two of them, right? And then Clint, Clint and Kelsey. Okay, I got you. We, we forget about Clint. They'll tell him we forgot about him. All right, so, uh, but uh, I had the privilege of taking, uh, there were 10 of us total uh, that went to Mobile, and, and we went on mission, and we're going to talk about that a little bit uh, today, um, and I think there's some other things that they might want to share as well. Uh, but, um, so Mission Fuge, uh, we've, I've never been to a Mission Fuge before. This is my first time ever. Uh, maybe you're familiar with Centerfuge or Mission Fuge or whatever like that. 
and so I'd never been to one. Um, Hunter, you'd been to one. Anybody else been to one? Lexi, you've been to one? Okay, gotcha. Um, so she'd been to one, and so they were all jacked up about it, excited, uh, and the rest of them were like, what's going to happen? <laughs> we didn't know. Uh, but it was a really cool, cool experience, and we'll talk a little bit about what all that looks like. Uh, but what they do is, is um, we're in Mobile, and there's probably 25 to 30 mission sites, would you say, about the teams, the different teams they had? Hunter, would you agree with that? Okay, thanks. <laughs> all right. Um, and so, the, the, but they split them up. So uh, uh, no, none of our, that we weren't all together. You can't. You have that option, but I think they'll express a little bit that that was good that they didn't weren't all together at the same time. But we got split up. So I had two uh, of the teenagers. Um, Savannah had two of them. You had two of them, Jacqueline, and then poor Clint. He got pulled off to a whole other team, which that ended up being a God thing too, by the way. So that was really cool. Uh, and each one of them we did went to different ministry sites. And so um, I'm going to start with this because I think here's the reason why I want to do this too. Uh, y'all supported them and helped them go. Uh, we, we took up a special offering. And it was about $1,500 that was given um, in that one special offering, and so that helped them go. So I want you to know that what you're going to hear today, this is a really good investment. This is a really good investment in our young people. So um, here, I'll just open it up with this. I really want to kind of start with the ministry sites, if that's okay. So kind of tell what happened on the ministry sites and what you did. And Gavin, you're holding the mic, so I guess you're, you're numero uno on that one. And so kind of share with the ministry site stuff all the way down, and then, uh, and then we'll pick up with a different question. So go ahead. Is this thing on? Uh, yes, please introduce yourself, by the way. Uh, I'm Gavin Young. And, um, well, we, me and Lexi, we worked with special needs and uh, nursing homes and stuff like that. So we helped with, like, special needs. We just went and gave them company because much people didn't really go visit them and stuff like that. So we just went and we played dominoes, cards, colored, and we sang, we danced, everything, and just enjoyed it. My name's Hunter Graham. That is, that's hot. That's really hot. <laughs> <laughs> the mic is okay. hot. Is that what you're saying? Gotcha. Yes. Um, my name's Hunter Graham. Me and Timmy, we went to the Juvenile Detention Center in Baldwin County. Um, what we did there was all these kids there, they were kind of, it was more of a less a holding place and, um, before they got sentenced to go into a program to where they can kind of get their life back on track. So what we did is we would go in there and show the love of Christ to them by playing games with them, dodgeball, volleyball, basketball, um, and we, we got to sit some of the kids down and share our testimonies with them, sharing the gospel, the love of Christ with them. And it was just, it was a really great experience. Hi, I'm Lexi. Um, I had special needs with Gavin, and we had special needs people. We went to nursing homes. We went to a place where people had dementia and Alzheimer's, and we just hung out with them. And we got to know a few of them, and it was just really cool. Hey, I'm Tammy. Oh, that is hot. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> so me and Hunter went to the juvenile detention center. Um, a lot of the kids there, you know, when we first heard about it, I was kind of scared about going because, you know, like I'm a scrawny kid. I was scared I was going to go in there and get beat up or something. But, um, <laughs> we went in there and the kids were really nice. Like we got to play dodgeball, basketball and volleyball with them. It was just really fun. And some of the I mean, the kids were really nice. So I enjoyed it. Hey, real quick between Hunter and Timmy. Talk about um, the mission that we went to. We did the thrift store deal one day. Oh, yeah. What? What? Don't forget Hunter about that. talk about that one. I'm 
Yeah, because um, we, 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 we worked a lot harder than you did, Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one do, of the days. Do both perspectives. Do the front sides and the back sides. Okay, side. so <laughs> during, during the third day that we were there, we didn't go to JC, and we went to Waterfront Thrift Store. I can't remember the exact name. But anyway, um, we helped them kind of reorganize their store, helped them sort through donations. So they kind of split the, the individual group that we were in up to where they had um, they had Buchanan, they had a bunch of the other kids. They were working in the back, sorting the donations that they had received. And me and Timmy and a couple of the other kids, we were out in the front. They were kind of reorganizing the store, making it uh, just appear better um, for shoppers. And they had an audit coming up. Um, so I got the privilege of working both the front and the back. So uh, me and a kid named Jaden, we organized the about half the, the store as far as merchandise goes. And then we went to the back after we finished that and sorted through donations. Um, that's really, that's all the opportunity I got to do there. So that was a, that was a good experience too, good working experience. And let me help you on this on the thrift store deal too. If it if it's if it's stained, broken, um, <laughs> smells funny, don't take it to the <laughs> to the thrift store. We had to sort through that stuff, and it was crazy. It was just we they throw all that stuff away. I just want you to know. Go ahead. So there, we had to organize a lot of the clothing, like on the racks and stuff. And they had five, di- I think, was it five or four different color tags for each clothing item. So. It was a, definitely a lot harder than you thought. Like, you'd think you would just arrange stuff small, medium, large, but no, you had to do small with the red tag because that's on sale, or small with the blue tag because <laughs> that's about to be on sale. So, <laughs> that was an experience in yeah. itself. <laughs> Timmy's like, I'll never work retail. That's what I learned. <laughs> yeah, no retail for me. Stay in food, man. Stay in food. <laughs> My name's Olivia. We done a Bible school, May Kelsey and Jacqueline. And Jacqueline. Um, so we did do a bible school the kids uh the students got to basically lead everything for the little kids it was a really small church it was only about um what do you say 10 kids maybe if that that. so and most of that was one family um there was only one parent that got to come and I actually got to to talk with her the whole week so that was cool for me I think for them it was kind of it was different because they had to do all the leading and they had to do <clears throat> all the crafts and all the all the activities. So that was that's what we got to do. Um, they pretty much covered it all for us. <laughs> um, What's your name? Oh, my name is Savannah. Okay. Um, okay, let's do this because um, there was something I think the people that have been on mission trips before. Uh, sometimes it's not so much the work that you do, but more the work that God does in you in that process, so can you kind of talk to that a little bit about kind of what, from that experience of how, how did God work in you while you were there in mission field? Um, I've been on a lot of mission trips um, out of the country and stateside, and this one was really cool because we got to meet, we got to have group meetings with other um, youth leaders and um, small group leaders, and that was really cool because we got to see um, how they did things different than we did, and we got to learn a lot of new stuff. But um, God really showed me during this trip of, like, now's the time. It's not when you get older or it's not when you have more time. It's time to show up now. It's time to reach out to that person this moment, not later on in life or when you feel like it. Um, because a lot of the people that we spoke to in the nursing home, they had been in accidents, and they were there because 
of the accident. And it was just so cool to see, like, when you show up for somebody, how much that means for them, even when you don't, like, a lot of the people in the special needs home was nonverbal. So we just sat with them, and, like, um, one of the guys just wanted you to rub their head the whole time. And um, it was just really cool to see, like, if you just show up and be present with somebody, that it means the world to them. And now's the time to do that. So for me, I um, was not excited about doing vacation Bible school because little kids are not my calling. I really like teenagers because you can have a discussion with them. Um, (laughs) So I went into it because I was not excited, but I knew there was a reason that I was doing that, that God put me in that position. So I had to change my perspective and really look for that God moment. And getting to to talk with the, the other homeschool mom that was there at the vacation Bible school all week, that was my God moment because to hear her story and to see what had been done in her life that God had done was really amazing. She, her husband was a missionary, um, and she's actually from Russia, and her husband was a missionary. He went to Russia and brought her back here and changed her whole family's life and all their kids, and so that was, that was really amazing. so for me and Kelsey it was kind of like really difficult for us to be on the site because we we was not excited about it at all (laughs) to be with little kids and stuff but they was just like so little you couldn't really like I don't know go and like talk to them about stuff they were just like I know they understand but they were just just too little to do it so it was kind of hard for us for me honestly I learned that I need, you know, you got to get out of your comfort zone. I think I speak for everyone on that. But when I first got there, like, I have really bad social anxiety. So trying to get up and talk to other people I'd never met in my life at first, like, I just kind of kept myself. I talked to Hunter, and that was really it. But by the second day, you know, I was talking to everyone and, like, just opening up and learning about their stories and stuff. I thought that was really amazing. Okay, so, like I said, I have the older folks. And... I'm not an old folk kind of person. I'm more of a kid. And so that was just totally out of my comfort zone, totally awkward, totally weird. I feel really bad for the older people and the young kids (laughs) because they're like, nobody cares about young kids or older people. Wow. I like kids. I don't like old folks. Okay. And so when I first went there, I was like, please stop referring to them in any way, shape, or form like that. Okay. No shade. So it was really weird and awkward when I first got there because I was like, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? And so I was talking to some girl that was in my group. And so me and her walked over to this older man and he showed us how to play checkers and he dominated everyone. And then I got bored of losing. So I walked over to the guy playing dominoes and I learned how to play dominoes and I like was the bomb at it <laughs> until I lost. Yes. And then in my Bible study group, there's about 35, give or take. And so about 20 folks in my Bible study all stood up and shared their testimony. And then by the end of the week, we're, like, really close with each other. And, like, I'm still talking to a few folks I went to camp with. And it was just, like, really awesome. For me, um, for me, it was getting out, talking to, trying to have intentional conversations with the kids at JDC. Um, and one thing that our group leader our, over our Bible study stressed to, stressed to us was that we're only down there for one week. So we can really share the love of Christ and, I don't know, kind of act differently and be on fire for God because we have one opportunity to talk to these kids. So you, 
it's not that you want to get your point across. It's that you want to show the love of Christ because this is your only opportunity to do that because we're probably never going to see those kids again. Um, so that was, that was the thing for me is just getting out of my comfort zone, like Timmy said, and going out and being bold and proclaiming the gospel, showing the love of Christ to those kids like, like there's no tomorrow. That was how I grew the most. Um, for me, it would have to be getting out of my comfort zone because in Guatemala, you know, they couldn't understand English. So if you messed up, the translator would help you out. And, like, when you're here in America and you slip up, they're going to understand. And they're just, you know, and it, it was hard for me talking to people. So I, I went out of my comfort zone big time. Hunter, come on, can you hear me? And then ask him, if you want to ask him one question. Okay. Uh, Hunter talked about, you know, being being on mission, you're down there for a week and having that mentality of, uh, you know, I, have, I need to share the gospel, kind of urgency. So what what prevents us, when you come back, what prevents us from having that urgency here? Because we come into contact with people every day that that could be the last time that we see them ever. And so you don't know... I know there's a, a guy I went to high school with. He's 26 years old. He, he died last week. So um, you don't know the people that you come into contact with. And, and it is, you get, need to have that sense of urgency of these people that are, that are coming in contact with, with me. Are they lost? If they were to die tomorrow, are they going to go to hell? And when you're on mission, you kind of have that focus like, I need to do this because I'm probably never going to see these people again. But also, and I want to challenge all you guys and everybody here, really, like, you, you felt that urgency, you know what that feels like from being down there, but now as you come back, have that same urgency, because now your, your mission field is not Mission Fuge, now your mission field is Fairview, or Holly Pond, or, where, or wherever you're at, so just because you're in a different mission field, you still have that same mentality, and that same urgency, uh, and I'm glad you said that, because it, 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 there is an urgency, uh, and, and I'll talk about it in a minute, but it, it is our responsibility to, to share the gospel with people, and I think sometimes we, we get caught up in life, we get busy, and we don't really think about all the people that we come into contact with on a given day. We go to the grocery store, we go to the store, and we, we come into contact with these random strangers, strangers that we know nothing about. We don't know if they're saved, we don't know anything about them, and we just kind of pass them by and kind of overlook that, so... Just bringing that urgency home with you and not not letting that fade, I think, is is something that's super important to, to take from that. Um, and then also, what I want to ask you guys about uh, some of the relationships that you built while you were there. Um, talk about, like, kind of the first day, how you felt, and then the end of the week, kind of those friendships that you, you built and those, those relationships that you made. Um, the very first day, it was kind of scary because there were so many kids there and I mean everybody can say for this because when we walked in we was what the smallest church there I think almost somewhere. probably <laughs> and uh we weren't know, the biggest but we were <laughs> well when it was just intimidating you know seeing all those people and stuff and then you know we started meeting more people in our group and stuff going out of our comfort zone talking to people by the end of the week I mean we we enjoyed the whole week there um in our group, we had we had a bunch of really cool kids, and uh, our group leader was really great. But for for me, and I think Timmy can say this too, is that when we had this kind of urgency to talk to people and have intentional conversations and get out of our comfort zone, 
that makes it easy. It, it makes it easier when you can kind of do that with people who are already saved, um, and had like talk to people about your faith in our group, and we all got to share our testimonies with each other on the bus to and from the JDC. Uh, got to hear some great stories and made some great friends. At the start of the week, it kind of it was a little bit uncomfortable, but I would think that'd be that way with any case. But towards the end of the week, we were all great friends. We were all hanging out with each other. Uh, and it was just really great to have that fellowship of other believers around you to be an encouragement and let you get out and pursue the mission more. Okay, so the first day we got there, we paired up with our Bible study, and it was big group. And it was just me and Gavin from our church, and it was, like, really awkward and really weird. And so then by, like, the second day, we were hanging out more often. And so we, like, hung out with everyone in the group, and I'm pretty sure I talked to, like, everyone at that camp. And then, like, lunchtime, you would sit pretty much wherever you wanted. And so I was sitting wherever I wanted, and then um, someone told me I couldn't quit talking. And so that made me want to go out, and I made, like, 20 new friends during lunchtime, and we only had an hour for lunch, and they got really mad at me. They're like, just be quiet and eat. I'm like, no, I'm sorry, can't. You won't let me. And so all that, you like, the first day you get there, it's really like weird, because you only get in like an hour and 30 minutes, maybe the first day, and then by the end of the week, you're spending like 24 hours with these folks, and it's just, it's pretty sweet. So the first night we got there, um, we got sorted into our groups, and then we went to a little Bible study, like, to get to know everyone. So me and Hunter were walking by ourselves, you know. We didn't know anyone else in the group, but one of the people from a church in Mississippi came up and started talking to us. And so her and her friend were about the only people we talked to the first day. And like like I said, I have really bad anxiety, so, like, you know, I didn't want to go up and talk to anyone. I didn't want to introduce myself. But by the second day, we had, I talked to maybe like four more people in the group. But then by the end of the week, I was on close, I was in close relationships with everyone there. And like, so, I mean, when we ended up having to leave, you know, that was definitely a heartbreaking thing, knowing that there's a good chance we might not ever see these people again. So tears were definitely shed, but I think I could see a lot of them staying in my life forever. So the first day... It was so awkward for me and Kelsey. We went to our group, and we just sat by ourselves. Didn't talk to anybody. So by, by the second day, we pretty much talked to everybody, knew everybody in our group. And from there, it just got better. We just needed to get out of our comfort zone. That was mine and Kelsey's biggest thing. So for me, too, was the comfort zone because we got there, and their excitement level was ridiculously high. And so I'm naturally pretty quiet, and these, every, all these guys are yelling at us and very excited. So that was intimidating to begin with, but then by the second day or even that night, we were all excited with them. Like we met their excitement level and sometimes exceeded it. Um, so that was cool to be able to see everybody get that excited about God and to be able to just worship in freedom, and that was neat. Um, Mom was kind of like Jackson when we showed up. I was like, no, let's get in the car and come back home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just being honest. Um, <laughs> We were like, had whistles and everything, and no, no. Um, but then, but you gotta think. It we, sounds so bad, like yelling, <laughs> whistles, all that kind of stuff. It was in a good way, not yeah, like a horrible was, way. It was, um, But on the way down there, we didn't really know each other, so we like rode in silence for however long it took down there. 
And <laughs> so it was kind of odd. And then we get out and everybody's going crazy. And we're like, whoa, this is too much. Um, <laughs> and then the day got better and we were all excited at the end of the day. But um, it was really cool for me to grow closer to our team. Like um, just getting to know the people that you go to church with is really important um, because you never know what somebody's going through on the road beside you. And it's just so important to invest in the people that you're around every single week. And that was what really stood out to me is, like, getting to know all these people that we got to go on this trip with. Um, the only thing, I'll, is there anybody else that wants to say anything that maybe you didn't get an opportunity to say? Anybody? Anybody? Okay. So, in, like, all realness, I've talked to Hunter before, semi, Gavin, not really to me. I've said hey to Olivia. I've never spoken to Kelsey. You know, a few words to them, too. And so on our way down there, it was the girls in the car. And we were quiet, and we are sitting by ourselves, and we are on our phones, and we are like, please don't talk to me. Please don't look at me. And then by the end of the week, I'm pretty sure Savannah was like, please just walk home. I'm so sick of y'all. Because <laughs> we're, like, jamming out in the car. We're having a great time. We're all getting to know each other. And then um, so, like, at the beginning of the week, we are all like, mm, yeah, we go to church together. Cool. Hi, y'all. And then by the end of the week, I think we pretty much got a lot closer than we were. And it was just, like, an awesome thing to get to do. Um, yeah, it was kind of like that, too, because um, before we left, Mom, she kind of gave Clint ownership of me to kind of be my parent while we were down there, make sure I stayed out of trouble. <laughs> not kept to me, me obviously. Yeah. You see that. <laughs> like, give it to check. Clint, not to me. Give it to Clint. Gotcha. <laughs> I didn't yeah, know she, that part, Hunter. Thanks. Just, she, she let Clint try to keep me straight, but... Um, I got to get a lot closer with Gavin and Timmy and really everybody here, but uh, Clint and Buchanan were at Dorman with us, and they were, they're, Buchanan's a lot cooler than y'all think he is. He's, <laughs> he's, act, he's, he's actually a pretty cool guy. You just got to get to know him. I, I, I think they get the picture, Hunter. Thank yeah. you. Note to self, don't ever do this again with teenagers <laughs> with mics. <laughs> Go ahead. Is that all you got? Okay, you want to have anything else, Gavin? Are you done? All right, now, one, one thing I will say, and I'm surprised they didn't say anything about it. What? Oh, you want to say? Okay, awesome. You can go ahead and say whatever you're going to say real quick. Huh? If you're going to say something real quick. No, you do. You go, oh, man. Okay. This is your time. Well, so like they said, at the beginning of the week, I'd really, I talked to Gavin and Hunter normally, I talked to her a couple times, maybe I saw her at work once or twice, but like everyone else, I'd never really even spoke to, but by the end of the week, you know, like middle of worship, we were grabbing each other and like hugging and praying, so I mean, we definitely grew a lot closer, and being in a room with Gavin and Hunter for a week was, <laughs> it was an experience, yeah. um, <laughs> um, just a little bit, yeah, um, and then even with, like, the leaders, we got, I, I got to get a lot closer to all the leaders, and especially with Buchanan and Clint, since we roomed together, we had to ride all the way there and back together. So, like Hunter said, Buchanan is a lot cooler than y'all think he is. Stop. Okay, we'd get back from, we'd get back from <laughs> worship and all that. <laughs> we'd get back from worship, you know, and it said lights out at, like, 11.30, was it? Yes. 11.30. <laughs> Um, I don't think there was a single night that we really went to bed before one o'clock. Stop! Don't. <laughs> but but no, I mean, but after we'd get back into the room, Clint, 
Buchanan, me, Hunter, and Gavin would all sit in the same area, and we would just, you know, talk about the day and stuff that happened, and just, we all got to grow closer. I thought that was really great. Hey, before you say anything, let me just remind you, <laughs> what happens at camp <laughs> stays at camp. <laughs> I wasn't going to say nothing about that. I'm just saying, you know. Uh, hey, I, well, no, <laughs> no, well, real quick, I will say. The fact of what Timmy just said about staying at 1 o'clock in the morning, every teenager is like, I'm going. And all the parents are like, maybe we shouldn't go. All right, go ahead. Um, you know, me and Buchanan went to Guatemala together, so we was pretty close. But um, me and Buchanan actually sat down one night, and we just, you know, I asked him about some stuff, and we, we just talked. So me and Buchanan got a lot closer on this trip because we, we just, like, I had, I didn't feel, like, me and Clint went close. Like, we but we got closer, but I felt closer to Buchanan because in Guatemala, me and Buchanan talk about stuff in Guatemala too. So me and Buchanan actually got closer in um, Mobile. So Yeah, he's pretty cool too. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't fishing. I wasn't fishing. Um, all right, so um, uh, do y'all want to have to stay up here for the duration, or if, I, if we're done with you right now, would you rather go back to your seats? Okay. I don't care. Okay, all right. Um, all right, y'all can, y'all can go. Okay. Y'all good. Um, and so, um, and, and we, we, just a little bit of time. I want uh, Cameron uh, to kind of share about this past Wednesday night uh, a little bit. Don't, don't take the fire away from the ne- person from next week, okay? So don't. I'll mention I, it. I, lo- I love how we have, like, secrets they don't know what we're talking about. Right. It's great. Um, uh, but he's going to kind of share about what happened on Wednesday night. He's also going to share a little bit about um, uh, yesterday uh, um, and how they were out there on mission and that kind of stuff. And then have a little surprise at the end um, for another person to speak. And then we'll go ahead. All right. So I want to talk a little bit about specifically about Wednesday night. So uh, we pretty much did this, this same thing right here. Uh, the, the teenagers talked. Uh, but one one thing I really want to highlight is uh, Wednesday night was pretty much entirely teenager-led from start to finish. Um, so the the game was led by a teenager. We played a game that they played at Fuge. Um, prayer, opening prayer and closing prayer was led by teenagers, which is awesome. Teenagers pray, praying out loud. Um, and teenagers got up there and talked. So, I mean, my part in Wednesday night, I maybe said, three minutes worth of stuff, so uh, it's not really, it's not about me, it's not about what I get up there and say, Uh, it's all about God, and and I think everybody that was in that, over there Wednesday night, can tell you that there was a Holy Spirit presence, and it was, it was overwhelming how much of a presence of the Holy Spirit was there. And we didn't have, like, a, a, like, I didn't get up and preach or do a structured message. The teenagers just talked. We did video worship. We did um, a, a two, two or three songs of video worship, uh, which is usually not that engaging. They're usually like, oh, yay, God is good, yay. So, but they were in it. I mean, like, hands were raised. It was, it was awesome. The Holy Spirit was there. People were at the altar praying. Uh, and we ended up, by the end of the night, uh, we had three teenagers um, who got saved. They accepted accept Jesus as their Savior. And, 
and, and I won't ruin it, you'll hear the story of one of them next week, but um, it was, one of them was, uh, led another, it was a teenager that led another teenager to Christ, which is amazing and awesome, so uh, you'll hear that story hopefully next week, uh, but, but really, that's what it's all about, um, but our salvations, um, there's Caden Jennings, Braxton Young, and um, the other one was Michaela Gothard. Uh, so those three teenagers made the best decision of their life on Wednesday night, and that that's that's amazing, and that's that's what it's about, uh, and that's the direction of TSM. And uh, I, I talked about, I really wanted to highlight that it was the teenagers that were doing everything, because we talked about in Guatemala, the teenagers were the ones that were serving. Well, that's really, I think, and I talked to my leaders after Wednesday night, I think God really showed us this past Wednesday what TSM can look like. Uh, so TSM stands for Temple Student Ministries. What I really want TSM to be is Temple Student-Led Ministries. Uh, so I, from top to bottom, I want I want students to do it now. TSLM doesn't quite roll off the tongue like TSM, <laughs> but but the students have the capability to do it all. Every everything over there, the students can do it, and uh, and that's really what I want to push them towards and what I want them to do. Uh, something else on Wednesday night that we had, uh, we had two teenagers uh, who said that they specifically felt a, to pursue a call to ministry, uh, and that's huge as a teenager uh, for them to submit to that, and we, we talked, uh, me and Zach McKenzie talked with those two uh, for, for a while, and we, we just kind of talked about what that looks like and the expectations of that, and it's really gonna, it's really our job as a church, as a TSM ministry, to pour into those kids that that wanna wanna pursue ministry, uh, really we're all called to ministry, but they have that specific burden um, to to really pursue that, and so it, it's our job to present them with opportunities. And just going forward as TSM, that's what I want to do is give them those opportunities to to get plugged in and to serve and uh, to to accept that responsibility that that God is is really put on them. And one of them uh, specifically said that he had really been struggling with uh, a purpose in life, and now that he had surrendered to that call, that he really felt like he, he now had a purpose. And, and that, that's powerful because that, that is really all of our purpose, is to, is to share, uh, share the gospel. I'm going to read one scripture. I told them that I didn't have anything, but it's okay. I'm just going to read it right quick. Um, so 1 Timothy uh, Chapter 1, verse 11, this is Paul writing to Timothy. Uh, According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. So, uh, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So, not only did God love us enough, he sent Jesus to die for us, he also entrusted the gospel to us. We are his messengers. And that verse doesn't say, uh, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust, if you're over the age of 18, if you're in high school, that's that's the command for young and old, uh, and so I really want to. I've, I've tried to challenge the teenagers, and going forward, I really want to continue to do that, and um, continue to challenge them. That, that and Savannah talked about it. The time is now. Um, they are they are the church now, not the church of the future. You hear people talk about they're the generation of the future. They're the church of the future. But I really feel like the group of teenagers we have now have so much potential, and they are they are this church. And and you just think of like yesterday, I'll talk a little bit about yesterday. We did a, a little bit of a community outreach. Fairview had a car show. We did an inflatable for kids. We did some invites. 
and um, shared the gospel, prayed with people. I know I specifically prayed with several people um, about specific things that were going on in their life, and I, I challenged the teenagers at the at the beginning of the day to do that as well. Like, give them an invite card, tell them about church if you feel led. Share the gospel with them, but at the end, no matter what you do, no matter what you talk about, ask them to pray for them. Because if you think about it, I mean, even if you just have, as an adult, if you have another adult that comes up to you that says, hey, can I pray for you? That's pretty powerful. But as an adult, if you have a teenager that's willing to seek you out and say, hey, is there something I can pray for you about? That impact is so much more profound than what an adult could have. So the teenagers, a lot of times they feel like, well, I'm too young, I can't do anything. But really, they have more of a chance to have an impact than we do. Uh, and I think that's important for them to understand that's really the direction I want to go in. Uh, so we, we had a good opportunity yesterday to practice that and uh, to, to really show people the love of Jesus. Uh, we gave out free waters. It was super hot. We gave out free waters and bites. So that's really what yesterday was about, was doing that community outreach. Uh, and just going forward in the direction of TSM, I really... Uh, hope that the, a lot of the teens will step up and, you know, I, I tell you that, that I want the, the students to lead it, uh, part part for an accountability, uh, and we've talked about accountability with I will statements, and and I want you guys to, to hold us as leaders in TSM accountable that we're pushing these teenagers to do this, uh, and because teenagers, you know, if, if, you, if you say, hey, I want you to do this, they're like, oh, okay. But if you kind of push them, they'll be a little bit more willing to do it. So uh, I, I'm super excited about what TSM is doing. Uh, Wednesday night was awesome. And uh, thank you guys for supporting that ministry uh, and everything that you do. All of my leaders, I, I'm appreciative of all of that. Uh, but it was, it was great. I had an opportunity. Um, one of the ones that got saved, I had an opportunity to be a part of that. So uh, that was a, a huge blessing for me. Uh, and uh, I'm super proud of all of our teenagers and, and all that they're doing. And I um, hope to continue going forward. I don't know if you have anything that you want to add. But uh, the only thing I'll add is, uh, one is, um, every single one of these that were, went to Mobile said they stepped out of their comfort zone. And so it, it's some of the things from the standpoint of leading and stuff like that, it's going to take teenagers stepping out of their comfort zone to do it. And similar to what we talked about is, stepping out of your comfort zone in Mobile or Guatemala is one thing, but stepping out of your comfort zone here it really should be easier here, but for whatever reason, it's harder. And maybe it's because we think about, worry about, these are people I may see again or whatever. Um, so that's really cool. And the other thing is, and what we did yesterday, and I want to do more of, is when we do these community outreaches, my burden has been, in some ways, it's more of a promotional event than it is a true outreach. Now, how do we change it from a promotional event to an outreach? I think when it leads with the gospel. And so when we go and we say, hey, we're going to do a cookout, I want you all to know, why are we going to do a cookout? Not just to invite people to our church and promote our church, but so we have opportunities to share the gospel. If we're going to go out there and we're going to take over a concession stand for a, a youth football game, this is an opportunity for us to share the gospel. Okay? So that's the direction we're going. So I want, hopefully you are encouraged by that. Because a lot of us, a lot of y'all said, you know, I don't know how to do it or whatever. And we're working on those kind of things to help you with that. But also understanding that when you, we, we do community outreaches, this is an opportunity for you to be in front of a lot of people to share the gospel that maybe you're not around a lot of people during the week. Uh, at this time, I want to invite Kalia to, to come Can I on say it. One more thing? Yeah, sure. Uh, talking about the comfort zone, uh, and that was really kind of the going theme there uh, that you heard a lot of them talk about was getting out of your comfort zone. So, what's the main reason why you feel like something is not in your comfort zone? It's because it's, it's something that you're not doing. So, what's the way to 
sin, transition that. Something that's out of your comfort zone, transition that to make it part of something that is in your comfort zone. To widen your comfort zone, what's the best way to do that? Do it. Practically, practice it, apply it. But you're, The first time you share the gospel with someone is probably not going to be very good, but that's okay. It's not about what you say. Uh, you, you've, you've heard people's testimonies about, I didn't even know that I knew that, or this is the first time I ever said that. So the, the Holy Spirit empowers us and works through us, and it, it's our responsibility just to be able to take that step and step out of that comfort zone. The more you do it, the more it kind of meshes into your comfort zone, the easier it gets. So uh, I just kind of wanted to touch on that. I touched on that on Wednesday night as well, talk to the teenagers like, you know, you've stepped out of your comfort zone in Mission Fuge, now coming back, be willing to step out again and again and again, and eventually it gets easier, it gets easier, and the first time is always the hardest. So at this time I want to invite up Kalia. This is kind of, he kind of prefaced what you were going to talk about, so there you go, this will work. So y'all give it up for Kalia. <laughs> Okay, so um, this is what happens when you share things with Buchanan, by the way. Um, <laughs> no, <so laughs> no, 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 no. Do not d- discourage you in any way, shape, or form. But if you tell me you did something or shared the gospel, I'm going to ask you to tell the story and then maybe ask you to come up here and talk about it too. So um, I actually shared this with Buchanan because I talked to Buchanan and Katie a good bit um, because a lot of people don't know, um, unless you've been here on Wednesday nights, that I suffer from bipolar depression. So whenever something really cool happens, like I always share with them because I've shared that with them in the past. Um, Well, this um, past Sunday, I learned two, like I had two really good lessons that I learned um, from Buchanan's message. Um, The first one being, um, I'm really bad about always going to the altar just for sad things because I'm sad and because I'm depressed. So this Sunday, I actually went because I was having a really good day. And something he said in the message was, you know, we need to reach out just like they're talking about and be bolder. And, you know, I'm a leader in TSM, so how am I supposed to tell my girls to be bold when I'm not doing it myself? So I went to the altar and I asked God, I was like, will you please send me someone specific this week to share, you know, my story, to share the gospel, you know, whatever you need me to do. So um, Tuesday rolled around and I had a, um, it was a new customer, somebody that I didn't know, somebody, you know, that I have talked to maybe a couple of times. And one thing that's good about my job is, like, I work for a, a Christian, and she has a huge, I don't know what's actually called, like a Jesus fish above our door. So, like, it's an open place. Like, I should be sharing the gospel with every customer that I meet because I have that opportunity, and I know a lot of people here, they don't. So, um, he called on the phone, and I just felt like when I got on the phone with him, I was like, okay, this is it. And it was kind of an awkward day because Harley and I were both kind of busy at that point, but God was telling me, okay, this is it. So I was on the phone with him, and he started talking about, um, you know, his house closing and all that. He just moved to Fairview. And typically, I will just, business as usual, just get their information, get off the phone with them. Well, I asked him, I was like, oh, so you're moving to Fairview. You know, that's where I'm from. That's where I went to school, and that's where I go to church. And I started asking him just a few questions. And um, it's hard for me to ask an adult this because sometimes I don't feel like I know enough to talk to an adult about the gospel. Like, I can talk to the kids all day long. Um, and it doesn't bother me, but I asked him, I was like, so, you know, you said your, your daughter was at a Christian school. Are you a Christian? And like, I felt my stomach drop because I was like, oh my gosh, I've offended him. Like, oh my gosh, like I'm so embarrassed. So I said, are you a Christian? And he said, yes. And I said, well, I'm going to ask you something else. I don't want you to be offended. I said, are you saved? And he said, yes, actually I am. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. Like, 
if, if I'm going to have to do the gospel over the phone right now, this is going to be so uncomfortable, but I'm so glad that, you know, that he's saved. I was like, this is awesome. So I had said, you know, I know you're moving to Fairview and you don't know anybody. I said, what if, you know, you guys come to our church? I said, you know, we go to Temple. And he said, well, my um, girlfriend and I work a lot of hours, but she may come. And I said, here, do this. I said, give her my phone number. Tell her to add me on Facebook if she doesn't want to talk on the phone or text. And I'll be glad to, you know, talk to her. And I said, we would love for you to come just sit with us. I said, your daughter, she's in the first grade. My little boy, he's going into kindergarten. They'll be going to school together. Like, it would be awesome for them to be friends. And I said, it's awesome to have, like, a church family. I said, so we would love for you to be a part of our church family. So... I've been praying for that this week. That was my be bold moment because I was cringing so hard inside when I was talking about this because I am not, I can't talk to an adult like I can talk to a kid. So I was like so uncomfortable. But then afterwards I was like, okay, this is not so bad. So that was my lesson. And I told Buchanan mainly so it would hold me accountable to do this at work since I have the opportunity. So that's it. All right, um, so here's what we're going to do, because um, it's really cool just from everything that we've talked about and heard and all that kind of stuff, even Kalia being a TSM leader, um, I think that's really cool. So obviously God is doing something in the midst of TSM, would we all agree, say amen? Okay, so if God is doing something in the midst of TSM, I think we, it's our responsibility to pray for those people that are in TSM, and so I'm going to make y'all do something awkward, get out of your comfort zone, all that kind of stuff. If you're in TSM, or if anything, and if you're a 6th grader to 12th grader, maybe even recently graduated, a leader... A leader in TSM, okay? I need all y'all to come up to this altar right now, please. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's okay, we're all doing it together. It's all good, it's all good, it's all good. Come on up, come on up, come on up, come on up, come on up. They like to do things together in packs, you know? There we go. Anybody else? If you, it doesn't matter if you come to TSM or not. If you're a 6th grader, to 12th grader, leader, whatever, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, recent graduate, doesn't matter. We're going to bring you up here. All right, there we go, there we go. Don't they, don't they all look cute up here? Say, aw. Okay, not y'all say aw. I was wanting them to say aw. All right, uh, so here's, here's, this is what we're going to do. Uh, this is kind of our invitation, all right? Um, our invitation is going to be focused on praying for TSM. Does that sound good to y'all? All right, so let's do that right now. Lord, thank you so much. Just a wonderful opportunity, Lord God, to come to you and to thank you for